before our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes can be open and before God can say to us by His Spirit, this is the way, walk in it, God requires something of us. And that one thing that I want to land here today is this. Welcome to another inspirational message from Gateway Life Church. We're so glad that you've joined us and trust that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Well, welcome again. Really great to have you. Great to see some people back. And I just want to bless all of those who are tuning in online as well. Um, As you've already seen, the title of today's message is called Stand and See. And, you know, today there's really only one point that I want to land today. There's really only one point that I just know that God wants to land today. And it's around this title, Stand and See. You know, the three most common words heard amongst Christians in a time of crisis are, Lord, do something. To stand still and to do nothing goes totally against our nature as human beings when we're facing various kinds of trials. In fact, get this, being still and waiting patiently for God to act is probably the most difficult uh, step within our faith walk, to be still and to do nothing. But you know, God will always act, but it's just not according to our timetable. And that's the challenge. And that's the issue. And we've got to remember as well that God's ways are not our ways. And His thoughts are not our thoughts. You know, I believe that our God is always searching uh, the earth for a people who will trust Him in every crisis, in every trial and hopeless situation. And there are times when God will Himself lead us into a situation to test us, to reveal what's on the inside of us. In essence, God is saying, I'm going to lead you into a pressurizing situation where you're going to feel like everything is coming at you and against you from the north, the south, the east, and the west, because I'm after something in you. And I brought you into this situation so that you can practice your love. I brought you into this situation so that you can exercise and practice your grace and your faith. Don't you know that? Don't you know that already? That that's the reason why you sometimes find yourself in an unfamiliar or unfavorable place so that God can see what's on the inside of you. Like, don't you know that? Surely you must know that by now if you've been in the faith long enough. You know, if you want to find out what's inside of something, you just need to apply some pressure. Psalm 37 verse 23 states uh, very clearly that the steps of a good man and a good woman are ordered by the Lord and he delights, they delight in God's way no matter the walk. The Hebrew word for ordered means prearranged. Do you know that God is already prearranged? Like, think about the season that you're in. God wants you to know He's prearranged it. Step by step, that word, the Hebrew word for ordered means prearranged. Step by step, fixed and ordained by God to again reveal what's on the inside of us. This means it is God 
not the devil who at times leads us into a difficult place, unless, of course, we're in a difficult place because of our own choices and disobedience to God's Word. I need to say that uh, the kids are free to go up into Children's Church. Have a lovely time. Let's give the kids a hand as they're going upstairs to kids. Have a great time. So again, we can, you know, uh, we might find ourselves perhaps not in a good place uh, because of our own choices or our own disobedience. Um, so, and I do believe that this can be hard for us to accept that God has led us into a test of our faith. Do you find that hard to accept? Do you find it hard to accept that God would lead you personally into a test of your faith? Uh, personally, I, I do not. Uh, and I would, rather, uh, I would rather know that I'm in a test, right? Hey, better to know that you're in a test so that you know, uh, so that you have this desire to want to pass the test. Because I've always believed that the worst kind of test that you can find yourself in is the one that you don't know you're in. That's the worst kind of test you can be in. It's the one that you actually don't know that you're in. But if you could walk around and thinking, okay, this is a, a situation that, you know, I don't feel all that comfortable with, but I didn't put myself in this position. And I'm not in this position because of disobedience, like the children of Israel. Remember that, that story? The children of Israel wandered around, around the same old mountain for 40 years, not because that was God's will, but because that was because of disobedience. In actual fact, the journey from where they were into the promised land should have only taken 11 days, but it took 40 years. Um, so uh, again, I'd rather know that I'm in a test so that I can prepare for it and pass it. Okay, so if I firmly believe that every step that we take is ordained by our Heavenly Father, then I also believe that God would never leave me or lead us in a difficult situation only to abandon us. If God led you into it, He'll lead you through it, and He'll also lead you out of it, but you've got to stay close to God. You know, the Bible is full of examples of great crisis, which were set up by the Lord. And perhaps the greatest Old Testament example was the crossing at the Red Sea as Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. And so picture this, Pharaoh's Egyptian army are coming in behind Moses and the children of Israel. There's no place for the Israelites to escape. The Red Sea is before them and the mountains are all about them on both sides and they're bare, so there's no place to hide. And they were stuck and they were afraid. They're stuck. They're in the middle and they're scared. They've got their family with them. They've got their friends. They've already journeyed a great distance. And now they really feel stuck. There's no way getting over the Red Sea. They can't go around it. They can't go over it. There's no bridge. There's no tunnel underneath it. They can hear the, uh, the sounds of the chariot's wheels coming in hot behind them. There's no place to hide. They really are stuck and they're really scared. And I believe that God would have been pleased with a prayer like this. Lord, we're stuck 
and we're afraid and we don't know what to do. We don't know what's next. But God, you've always been faithful to deliver us. In Egypt, you delivered us from the, the angel of death and from all the plagues. And you have the power to deliver us from this also. Father, we just be still and we commit ourselves to you in this moment. Deliver us like you delivered us before. Now, God would have been so pleased with that prayer. Lord, I'm scared. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. And I'm afraid. Let me just say, God is okay. He's happy with that prayer. But was this Israel's prayer? No. No, Scripture says in Exodus chapter 14, verses 11 and 12, it says, Then they said to Moses, Hey, because there were no graves dug for us in Egypt, have you taken us out here to die in the wilderness? Why have you dealt with us like this to bring us out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we were told? Sorry, is this not the word that we were told that we told you in Egypt? saying, leave us alone that we might serve the Egyptians. For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How quickly people can forget. They were being sarcastic, judgmental, critical to the point of blasphemy. That's what was on the inside of them. They charged God and they charged their leader with poor stewardship and intent to destroy them. But you see, this was their opportunity to be truthful. It was their opportunity to say, Lord, we're afraid, we feel stuck, but the same God who was faithful yesterday will be faithful today and in our tomorrows. Let me ask you this question. Are you facing your own crisis right now? And is your faith being tested about what you're supposed to do next? Can I just encourage you, don't follow the crowd. Don't do what everyone else or anyone else is doing just because that's the decision that they've made in what they would call their crisis. Don't look to people. Look to Jesus. Look to His Word. Uh, you may ask, what am I supposed to do in this crisis that I find myself in? Well, here's how God answered Israel, even though they were being critical of Moses and himself when they faced their crisis. And this is Gateway Word of the Week. And so for every life group, every life group is to have Gateway Word of the Week. They can either use that as a devotional or they can use it for the whole duration. I believe that when a facilitator is, uh, a facilitator can, you know, just, use Gateway Word of the Week for the whole session. You know, the tool, I believe, is just uh, that good. And so in Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 and 14, it says, Moses said to the people, this is Gateway Word of the Week. So if you find yourself in a crisis, this is what God is saying. Uh, God spoke to Moses, and then Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see them again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold 
your peace. Do not be afraid. Stand still. Do you find yourself in a situation where you feel overcome by Satan, by some demonic influence, by some trial or test or circumstance? It could be, a, could be financial. The Lord says, stand still and see. Don't be reactive. Don't respond to a spiritual situation in your life from a position of your soul. Because soulish tools will not give you the spiritual breakthrough, the permanent breakthrough that you're looking for. We've got to respond from a spiritual perspective. If you respond from a soulish perspective, uh, then we're leaning on our own understanding. We're leaning on what I think, what I feel, how I judge this, and, and so on. But the Lord says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The reason why Moses could stand up before quite, if you like, a hostile <laughs> congregation was because he had heard from the Lord. He stood before God. And let me tell you something. When you stand before God and God speaks to you, then you can stand before any man. You can stand before any situation because when you've stood before God, He gives you the power to stand in every season and in every trial, year in, year out. And the reason why Moses could stand before the people was because he stood before the Lord. He saw the Lord and he heard from the Lord. Who was it? I think it was Job. He said, Job said once upon a time, he said, I have heard with the ears that hear, but now my eyes see. Interesting contrast, because he's, he's talking about hearing, but then he says, when I heard from the Lord, then I saw. And that's why we've got to stand still and see. And so Moses could stand before the people because he stood before God. The voice of God's Spirit comes to us primarily through scriptures the scriptures as he opens up our spiritual ears and eyes but before we can hear this prophetic voice of direction God requires something from us I want to say it again before our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes can be open and before God can say to us by his spirit this is the way walk in it God requires something of us. And that one thing that I want to land here today is this. And that one thing that God requires is for us to stand still and to wait upon the Lord before we act. And brothers and sisters, that goes against everything in our culture today. That goes against everything in our community today. Can, can you believe that we're in June? right now, this year? Uh, how could that be when 2022 only began two weeks ago? Like, how could that be? Time is going so quick. My little theory about the reason why everything's going so quick is because this world is trying to come up with quick fixes. It's trying to come up with things. And nobody wants to wait any longer. Nobody wants to wait 
Nobody wants to endure. Nobody wants to persevere and keep on exercising love and grace and faith and belief and to make up, uh, you know, what might be lacking. Nobody wants to do that anymore. Why is that? Well, I shouldn't say not. nobody wants to do it because obviously there's some. But the majority of people don't want to do that any longer because it's all about convenience. It's all about the quick, the next quick thing. But God says, I need you to stand still. Because my kingdom is not like the kingdom of this world. And this is the secret to our, listen, this is the secret to our total victory and deliverance from bondage. The Lord commanded his people to stand still on many occasions. Listen, I know that we're all battling something. I get it. I've got my own battles as well. Okay, but I just know that the formula, the it's not even a secret, but this um, the, the key to our breakthrough is to stand still and wait on the Lord, and actually to do nothing until God speaks. And this is why we've got people who find themselves in a mess, and they don't wait on God; they just work out the next step based on what they think, what they feel. And before they realize it, they're in a bigger mess. And so the Lord commanded His people on many occasions to stand still. For example, in Joshua chapter 3, verse 8, we read uh, of another water crossing uh, Israel had to make at the Jordan River. God uh, instructed the people, when you come to the edge of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And as they stood still in the Jordan River, the waters upstream were cut off. But when they stood in the Jordan River, the river will still flowing. And that's the other thing. We sometimes think, okay, God has spoken, so now I'm going to proceed. And as I stand now, according to what God has told me to do, He told me the, the waters will be cut off, or this addiction, or this issue, or this demonic influence will be cut off from my life. How come there's something still moving? And the Lord says, no, didn't, didn't I say stand still? And see, wait until the breakthrough comes. Because the moment, get this guys, be encouraged. As soon as you step out in faith into God's will, that demonic power, that influence or that issue in your life has had its head cut off. As soon as you stand in the river. Just because you can't see the evidence, the manifestation of what you're believing for, uh, you know, right in front of you right now, don't worry about that because we walk by faith and not by sight. If my God says that it's been cut off, then it's been cut off. This is the key. You've got to stand still. The Hebrew word for stand still in this passage means to stop striving, to cease from all striving, to rest and to stop all activity. On another occasion, uh, Israel's king was commanded to stand still um, rather than act. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 27, as they were going down to the outskirts of the city, Samuel said to Saul, tell the servant to go ahead of us. And he went on, but you stand still a while that I may announce to you the word of God. And I want to encourage you to stand still a while. Let the others go. 
but you stand still so that God can announce his word to us. Samuel was saying, Saul, I've just anointed you and your mind is already running here, there and everywhere. Stop striving. Do you want to hear from God? Do you want direction from him? Then stand still and listen. In Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 1, uh, the minor prophet said, I will stand at my watch and station myself upon the ramparts or upon the wall. And I will look to see what he will say to me and whatever answer I am to give. Did you get that? Did you catch that? Habakkuk said, I will look to see what he will say to me. And I really do believe that this perfectly illustrates the principle that God wants to land and emphasize here today. The word of the Lord, the prophetic voice of direction and of deliverance is only given to those who come to a place of standing still and seeing God's word. This phrase, stand still, means to take your position. Do not waver in this matter. In other words, take a position of faith. Be convinced that the battle is the Lord's and that any demon that comes against you has to come against Christ within you because it's the Lord's battle to fight and not yours. Why don't we just give the fight back to God? Why don't we just stop fighting and start standing and allow the Lord to bring about this great deliverance for you and for us as a church? Again, hear the words of Moses. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. The psalmist writes in Psalm 46 verse 10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. Yeah, so again, this phrase, stand still. It doesn't mean to be passive. It doesn't mean to be passive or resting on fate. Fate says whatever will be, will be. But faith changes everything. And standing still is an act of faith and an act of resting on God's promises. So what we've been looking at are some Old Testament examples of um, particularly around Pharaoh and the Egyptian armies. And I want to apply this as we come around communion today to a, uh, a New Testament and uh, to a new covenant way of being. Firstly, I want to talk about something that, you know, that, that's not often really spoken about in church these days. I, I tend to think that it's because, you know, it's not that palatable. And, uh, but I want to talk about the bondage of sin because sin is something that we all fight against. Sin is something that we all fight against. There's not one person here, doesn't matter how good you look, and there's a, a whole room full of very good looking people here, doesn't matter how good you look, we all have an internal battle and fight with sin. The Apostle Paul. He said it himself. He said, he said of himself, he said, what's wrong with me? The thing that I really desire to do, I just can't seem to do. And the thing that I hate to do, I find myself doing. 
Can anyone relate to that here today? Yeah, we can all relate to that. But then he went on to say, who shall deliver me from this uh, body of destruction? And then he gives praise to God and he says, I thank, uh, thank God that through Jesus Christ, my Lord, he will deliver me. You do know that he's the only deliverer, don't you? Or have we forgotten that? Do we think that perhaps our deliverer is some other human being or some church or something like that? That's not your deliverer. I'm not your deliverer. There's only one deliverer. There's only one savior. There's only one healer. There's only one forgiver of sins. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. No one else can do what he can do. You know, God will never lead us into temptation, but he will allow us to come to the end of ourselves. If there is a dominating sin, then that sin is like Pharaoh in our life. And Pharaoh's army are the demonic realms like the Egyptians coming out against us. Uh, the communion elements can be handed out. Thank you. If you could please just uh, take the, the elements and begin to serve the people, that'll be great. So again, the uh, Pharaoh's army um, are the demonic realms like the Egyptians that come against us. And so, and so what are we to do? Well, we know that we can't outrun the enemy, right? We know that we can't outrun him. Um, wherever you go, wherever you go, there, <laughs> there you are. Um, we know that we're no match for him in the fight. We know that the... Uh, we might say to ourselves this is what some people do some people say to themselves well I'll just go back to the old way that way at least I'll be spared from all of this spiritual warfare right have you ever thought about that or have you ever done that some of us are like there's no point you know the pressure in this spiritual battle it would just be easier to go back to the old ways like the children of Israel said just going back to the uh, to Egypt, right? But but you can't go back. You can't go back to your old master because if you turn back now and desert Christ, it will cost you your life. And if you go back now, you need to know. If you go back now, you need to know that you're already dead, and you can't go back. How many Israelites? would have been spared if they returned to Egypt? How many do you think would have been spared if they returned to Egypt? None. They would have all died. Why is that? Because Pharaoh is a bloodthirsty killer and he's out to destroy us. So let me tell you the cycle of many Christians. Not, I don't know if it's some or many. I don't know. I don't know. But at this point, many Christians can get caught up in a hellish cycle of confessing sin, being forgiven of sin, and returning to sin. And then repeat, right? Confession of sin, being forgiven of sin, but then returning to sin. And so it's almost like there are some Christians who are in a holding pattern. They never seem to really rise. It's almost like they just keep on repeating history confess sin, be forgiven of sin, return to sin, repeat, 
repeat, repeat, repeat, and they never seem to rise. Why is that? Well, they never seem to rise because they do everything and anything except stand still until they see the Word of the Lord and the salvation of God. That's your breakthrough, my friend. It's on the other side of standing still until you get it, until you see it. It's like, well, how long should I wait? First of all, that's the wrong question. If somebody, I've been asked that question, well, how long should I wait? My response is, I responded with the question, what's it worth to you? It's like, go into your prayer closet, go into your room and don't come out until you get the answer. Remember, God... Um, we need to work on His timetable. We don't say, God, I've, I'm going to give you 10 minutes and I'm out. It's like, come back. God's like, come back when, you, when you're serious. Let me tell you something. Come back when you're serious. When you really want to break through, God says, and you really want to worship me and acknowledge me as your Lord and Savior. You know what I'm aware of? This word isn't actually for everyone. And the reason why this word, I believe this word is for everyone. But not everyone can, can, can like swallow, if you like, this message because you're not ready. Some, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying anyone, I don't know who, but there are some people who are not ready to just want to stand still because you're too busy looking for the quick fix. You want convenience over commitment. You want this over whatever. You've got to come, the, the breakthrough is coming into that room coming into that place, preparing yourself. I said this last week, God always comes into a prepared atmosphere. God will always respond to a prepared atmosphere. And so, you know, the reason why God is speaking this word is because he wants to give some people the opportunity to respond. And so, but here's the thing. You see, apart from God wanting to reveal that he was their only deliverer, uh, you know, the children of Israel. I believe that God was also determining to totally annihilate their Egyptian enemies so that the children of Israel would never again have to fear or look over their shoulder again. And this is what, this is what we read out earlier. This is what we read out earlier. When God said that in Exodus chapter 14, He said, See the salvation of the Lord which He will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see. This is really moving me right now. He said, For the Egyptians, the enemies that you see today, you shall see again no more. And I believe that when it comes to whatever you're battling, it could be addiction some form of addiction, something that you feel like the devil just has it over. It could be unforgiveness. It could be having a judgmental, a critical spirit. Do you know that God wants you to know that He wants to deliver you so much that you'll be totally delivered from that enemy so that you never have to let Him bother you again? Thanks for listening to this week's message from Gateway Life Church. For more information, please visit gatewaylifechurch.org.au. God bless and have a great day.